six o'clock. Yay! It's time to start the show. It's six o'clock. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy every Friday. Oh, I'm chilling. Thank you. Yeah, uh, masks inside, please. Rad for safety. Perfect. Except when you're on the mic, we've got these little plastic baggies for safety again. <laughs> I get COVID tested every week. So you're, if you're an audience member, it's really exciting tonight because you take one of those little pieces of paper and you're going to write down your five favorite comedians that you see tonight. And then three of those, when I compile all the papers at the end, you can call in too at 415-550-0511 with your favorite comedians. And I'm going to compile them. And then those comedians are going to be booked on the Atlas show, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So yay. So you're important, audience. Yay. I've been thinking about some new, um, you know, I smoke a lot of pot, so I think a lot about a lot of things. Smoke a lot of pot, think a lot of things, think that I'm the smartest person in the world. You know how like on NASCAR, they put all the corporate logos on the car and the car races around? Because there's no commercials or whatever, so they can't have commercials, so they have to have it on the car. I get it. It's like marketing. So I've been thinking about UFC and like, why don't they just get corporate tattoos on their body? Like they are the car, right? Like you could get like Kmart or something. I don't know what are stores, Amazon. You could get Amazon like right above somebody's pussy or something like Ronda Rousey. She's like, yeah, I'm an Amazon, right? The tattoos forever. Yeah, watch out for the art behind you. I, we can, it's okay, we can move that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, you have to rebalance it to the, do you know how to hang art? Nope. There you go. <laughs> there you go, yay, you did it, you did it. I've accidentally had to watch a lot of UFC recently because my buddies have like the pay-per-view channel and I like hanging out with guys and that's like a thing guys do. Oh. Motorcycles are cool. That's one. That's something boys like too. Uh, things that boys like, I'm like, I'm in. I'll hang out. I learned how to play Magic: The Gathering in college because I was like, I want to hang out with dudes, <laughs> dorky dudes. It's my my jam. No, they're a lot cooler now. I guess they watch UFC. One of the guys, his name was Violent Bob Ross. <laughs> it was amazing. He won the fight too. He was tall, and it was like yeah, I get to watch. All the guys are like, yeah, they're getting hit, and I'm like, oh, don't hurt that pretty face. Stop it. Why are you hurting each other? I masturbate a lot. Not, not, not really to like UFC. It's not, violence isn't my game. Uh, but I, I, my neighbors were having pretty violent sex, I thought. And I was hearing it, and I got excited. So I started getting down to business. And I realized halfway through that it, it was my cat's play fighting in the other room. <laughs> Surprisingly easy to finish. They have their own version of UFC, because they attack each other all the time. They have ultimate fondling and cuddling. <laughs> They're the cutest cats. They spoon each other real tight. Ah. Yeah, they lick each other and bite the ear. Ah. It's, it's pretty sexy. <laughs> Anybody else masturbate with their cats? Near their cat. Yeah, kind of. Not like, I, right, exactly. Not like with my, I don't like, I'm not using, although do you know how soft a cat's paw is? <laughs> it is so soft. Sometimes, sometimes my cat 
puts his paw on my lower back while I'm masturbating, you know, so I can feel loved <laughs> with his soft, soft paw. And right before I'm going to come, he puts his claws out, <clears throat> just so I know who's boss. <laughs> he is, who is the boss? Cat. Schmangela. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been smoking so much pot. I love it. I've completely lost the plot. I have no sense of reality at this point. I have no idea what's happening. I can't believe that there was a pandemic and there weren't any orgies. I was like, the world was going to end and nobody wanted to fuck. I was like, it's the end of the world. What do we do? Drink, do drugs, and have sex. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, this is what I wanted to do. And everyone's like, no, 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 just keep masturbating to podcasts. My imagination is so vivid, I, I do masturbate to podcasts. What podcasts do you think I masturbate to? Ooh. Are you, are you a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> the only time there's a true crime is when I'm having my period. It is bloody. That is, I've been caught red-handed. Ah! <laughs> true crime. Any other ideas of what podcasts I might masturbate to? Uh, you know, not yours yet. Well, you do live streams. I wouldn't necessarily call them podcasts. Um, have I watched your videos and yanked one out at the same time? Not yet, but now I have ideas. <laughs> if, you, if you show me a little underboob, if you know that I'm on, if you see me watching you on Facebook, like me and the two other people that watch you when you do your live streams at like noon, <laughs> with your disheveled, you're like, I woke up and I have important things to say. My dreams are meaningful. If you, if you show me just a little bit of underboob, I'll, 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 I'll bust it out. So uh, a lot of you people inevitably say Joe Rogan. I do, I, I do not masturbate to Joe Rogan. Everyone else already listens to him. He has enough stage time in everyone's head. He doesn't need any in mine. <laughs> everyone knows everything he says. It's like, yeah, you listen to that guy? One time, this is a total non sequitur, but this one time I slept over, not like in a sexy way, but like in sort of a sleepover way with comics, but everyone was wearing their clothes and it wasn't weird or anything. <laughs> except, what was, except what was weird was when I woke up on top of a bed with all of my clothes on with another person next to me and took all their clothes on. The only reason I woke up is that they were blaring Joe Rogan. <laughs> They've been doing it for like eight hours. I mean, you sleep to this? You sleep to this man's voice in your head? You, cho you chose this. No, not Joe Rogan. Uh, no, I masturbate to, masturbate to my own podcasts. <laughs> right? Because if I'm going to get it done by myself, I'm going to do all of it. <laughs> Fantasize about myself. Oh, Pam, you're so smart. Uh, <laughs> hey, Adam Close. Nice blanket. Nice job. You're prepared for like a, for a, a winter storm are you okay are you going homeless did your wife break up with you are you okay <laughs> oh, okay i just didn't oh okay no that's 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 smart i just with the doesn't he look he looks like a millennial like that just a little down on his luck <laughs> he was gonna he's gonna get the it's okay you can be inside oh you want to smoke i get it i i smoke so much weed i think you're high <laughs> No, I do. I smoke, so I come up with really fun ideas when I'm super high. The reason I'm stalling is just that we have our first comic here, but we can also hold for, although we have real people, which is exciting. As I'm, there's four, four real people that, are, they have souls. Comedians are soulless monsters. And, uh, except who? 
No, all the comedians are soulless monsters. Yeah. No, even if they have a cat. Even if they have even if they have a cat and they like cats. It's they're terrible, horrible people. Well it's the thing is it's the hubris to be like, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> Some people like play violin and they, they learn for twenty years and they play and they're like what? and they have an actual or they play guitar or they write their own songs. I mean I guess comedians are writing. But it's the it's the hubris to stand up on stage and be like, I have nothing but a microphone and I'm gonna entertain you. Who the fuck do I think I am? <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's crazy. I am a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. <laughs> I'm crazy! <laughs> no, I do. I, so my cats also masturbate, even though they're fixed, right? And I have a boy kitty. And um, boy kitties have a little kitty crayon that comes out. So he'll be like, he'll be like up against my leg and he'll be like this. He'll be like looking really intense. And he'll be like shaking his little butt. And like, oh. I'm like, oh, he's getting it. So then I, I turn him over on his back, and his little, and it'll let me do it too. It lets me touch his tummy. It's a little, it gets a little weird when I do that. But then I turn him over on his back, and his little kitty crayon is, and so a little, a little bead of wetness came to the itty, itty bitty kitty crayon, and then, and then it went on the bedspread. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It smells like nothing. There was nothing. They're fixed. There's nothing that's coming in. I have no idea what that was. It didn't smell like anything. Although I lost my sense of taste and smell. Not from COVID, from menopause. It's, it's different. It's totally different. I'm 46. I'm going through menopause. I sweat every night. I'm just, I'm a wet seal. And I used to wear those clothes, you know, in the 90s, wet seal. And now, like, I get it. I'm, I am trying to be forever 21. I am sad. And I am slick. I am wet. I'm doing a lot of laundry. It's gross. So going through menopause has turned me into a 14-year-old boy. right? Like I have the libido of a 14-year-old boy. I masturbate like a 14-year-old boy. Uh, but also, that's great. But, the, but the, bad, the bad part is I also smell like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I smell like pastrami. I don't even eat pastrami. Why do I smell like pastrami? Who knows? Thanks, God, or whatever you believe in. I, I just, I, this menopause thing is killing me. If men went through menopause, <laughs> isn't it ironic? If men went through it though, every corner would have like an air conditioning unit that you could just walk in and like do a 360, and like, like a rotisserie of coldness. I'm telling you, I've never been, it's like I have a fever, it's like I'm sick. It's like I'm sick for dick and I can't get any because I'm too old. <laughs> I'm like, I finally understand like the idea of being a cock gobbler. You know what I'm like? I get it. I get it now. I'll eat it. Okay. You got to sacrifice when you get older. You know what I mean? Oh, Mark, you're up next. I was just warming them up. Oh, oh okay. But you're up. But you're up like now. You're up like, like now, now. Because you were first on the list. You you, were, you asked to be first on the list, didn't you? Did you? Oh yeah, so the way it works with the chairs is there's the right amount of chairs in the building for people. So if there are chairs and they exist, that's great. If re real people come, like non-comics, we have to give chairs to non-comics, but until then, there's chairs here, which is nice. So you get to make choices. Um, I'm just gonna go down the list. You'll hear the horn when it's you have a minute left and your first comedian is gonna, oh, let's, let's, we'll clap for everybody. Clap for me. Yes. Yay!
I'm sorry. I've been so high. I have a show at nine too. I'm gonna have to turn it on. I'm gonna have to like not. I have to do real jokes. I'm sorry. I was trying. I was trying my new. Really, just that new UFC joke. That's what I wanted to try. But I'm rambling for no reason because he likes smoking cigarettes. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Mark Neuer. Yay! I didn't smoke that cigarette so that I looked cool, by the way. I wore the outfit to look cool. Just to, we're all on the same page. I want, can I buy your shoes? Like right now? May I please? God bless. You can't spell, you cannot spell, what is going on? It's feedback, it sounds like I'm fucking gonna, they were beautiful. Sound better, huh? Does it sound better? You can't spell happiness without penis, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot, you can't, you cannot, I would, that joke was inspired by Pam Benjamin. You can't spell it without happiness, ladies and gentlemen. I put the cock in Caucasian. I do. All right, let's get to it. Arizona iced tea is the actual cause of cancer. It is, it is the cause of cancer. 69 grams of sugar in one can. In all fairness, three servings, sure, sure, sure. Three servings, sure, okay. Okay. Name another highly addictive substance that you would do 90, I'm sorry, 69 grams of in one, oh, did I have to, okay, I took this, I took this line out because I was like, it's just, it's just insinuated. I'll do it again. Name a, any other, oh. Name any other highly addictive substance, powdery substance, not dick, powdery substance, and dick isn't a substance, you fucking sex addicts, get it out of your head. Highly addictive substance that you would do 69 grams of in one year, let alone one sitting, there is none, there's no no, there's a shut up. There's no stop talking. There's no other substance, ladies and gentlemen. It's the, if you were to do, if you were to do 69 grams of cocaine, let's just say cocaine. We could say heroin, but we're going to go with cocaine. 69 grams and just, I don't know, any amount of time that's, you know what you'd get? Dead. You'd die. That's what you'd get. Do you know what happens when you drink even one Arizona iced tea and ingest 69 grams of sugar at once? Cancer happens. That's what happens. It causes cancer. It's cancer. That's where it comes from. I promise. I would drop out. Never thought about college. Trust me, that's where cancer comes from. I promise. I'm just trying to convince you at this point. They all agree. All right. I know I hold the mic stand like it's a big rig shifter. It's just my natural whiteness that makes me do that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm unsure. Have you heard this? That white people have no culture? Have you heard this? You've heard this? Oh my goodness. Who? Do you want to take credit for meatloaf? Do you want meatloaf? No. 
No, you're not right now, not at this current moment. And let me tell you, when you research what meatloaf is, because you've never heard of it, you're not going to want to take credit for that. That's dirty white people shit. I'm sorry, that is dirty white people shit. It originates from trailer parks in the Central Valley of California, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's where it comes from. M miss. They, them, miss, miss. Do you want to take credit for Sloppy Joes? No, of course not. We can have that, right? Raping and pillaging, we can have that, right? As white people shit. The Vikings, okay. I don't give a fuck if it's true or not. I'm talking about jokes here. I'm talking about jokes. Have you heard this, that white people, we have pink dicks. You've heard this, I know you've heard this. White people, pink dicks. Mine's not pink, it's not. It's, it's black and it's blue and it's in pain. He thinks that I'm being so serious right now, and it's like, I don't, oh my God, see? I can't say nothing without him wanting to rebuttal it. Oh my goodness gracious, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to have a good, safe space of jokes. And let me do something for you real quick. Let me do something for you real quick. I have some really good news. I don't mean to take up all your time. But I have some fantastic news, ladies and gentlemen. It's a celebration. Would you like some of that love, too? Really good news. I'm no longer going to be living in a strip club what? at the beginning Whoa. of next fucking month. All right? I got my very first room here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Actually, it's in Oakland. And I'm really fucking blessed and happy. And you guys can have some money for the refund for buying stage time. Do you think you're in LA or New York? What is going on here, ladies and gentlemen? You know what I mean? God bless. You can put it there. You can put it wherever you like. In your pockets, Pam Benjamin deserves it. You all deserve it. You're comedians. You are a goddamn commodity. Don't forget that. God bless you. Mark Neuer, everyone. The exceedingly generous Mark Neuer. Yes. Uh, audience, anybody who's a real person, meaning that you're not a comedian, meaning you have a soul, tonight you have a really important job, and that is to write down your five favorite sets of the night, or just your favorite people, whichever comics are your favorite. If uh, Mark Neuer throwing money at you made you write his name down, by all, yeah, it's, no, it's, uh, yeah, everyone's competing. Um, so, yeah, people who have pulses, uh, I mean, well, not pulses, because everyone has a pulse, because you're all alive, but people that have souls, uh, make sure you write down your five favorite uh, comics. There's uh, pieces of paper that say, write down your five faves. Those are around. Your next comedian, put your, this is the first time I've ever seen this person. It's going to be very exciting. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Akil Razdan. <laughs> Right, uh, we guys ready? Yeah. Thank you. Woo! One person's ready. All right. Uh, if you guys are uh, wondering about my ethnicity, I've decided to wear it today. If you guys are wondering about my accent, give it some time. It takes time to grow on people, so just give it time before you start dreaming about this voice tonight. <laughs> Things you should know about me: I'm Raz, and uh, I'm a traveler. By that, I mean I travel to Palo Alto every day. I'm also an adventurer, a risk taker. By that, I mean uh, 
I drive on 101 every day. And um, I'm also uh, a very, very instinctive haggler. Uh, one of the best uh, other people, just uh, losers. In fact, uh, I forgot to remove this. In fact, uh, yeah, Pam told me you're the best haggler. And I was like, Pam, you're the best. Love you. <laughs> so yeah, very instinctive haggler, very cheap, very proud. If someone tells me you're cheap, uh, I'm like, thank you. Uh, so have you guys ever been in a situation where uh, life's been a bitch? Yeah, don't answer, rhetorical question, I have a story. Uh, so two years ago, I went to Korea, the one with internet, not the Kim Jong-un one, uh, with a white friend of mine. Now the ethnicity is not important, but I just like stating it for the impact. And this was around New Year's, and this guy decides that he wants to go for a massage. And uh, I'm a traveler, I know it's a bad idea, but I don't like saying no. I think it's rude. So next thing we know, we are at a massage center in downtown Seoul, waiting to get into our massage rooms. And right as we are getting in, this guy yells at me. He's like, Raz, watch out for the happy ending. Raz, watch out for the happy ending. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never had a massage in my life, so I don't know what to expect. At 5 o'clock, I enter the room, very dimly lit, shady, something like this. There is mattress on the floor. I just took my clothes off uh, to wear the gown they provided, and I'm lying there, uh, nervous and waiting, as if I'm trying to impress my lover for the first time in bed. At 5.03, she enters. Now, there's this lady in her mid-50s, short and stocky, muscular, walks in. I don't know what to say, so I said, uh, lying there, oh, welcome to my den. At 5.05, the massage starts. Uh, and uh, it was a bliss. Uh, massage went on. I was really happy. That was the happy part of the story. Now she starts off a conversation. I was like, shit. She goes, Korea, why? Now don't focus on the accent. It's not important. Korea, why? I said, I'm a traveler. I like traveling. That's why Korea. I was like, shit. Now I have to say something. I said, Korea, why? And she said, and here I quote, she said, boom, boom. Money, 20 years. Boom, boom, money, 20 years. There are three things I realized as soon as she said that. First, she can only speak in broken English. Two, she was trying to tell me something important, something about her, something about her story, where she came from. The third, the words boom, boom, scared the shit out of me. So I was like, me, money, America, five years, very happy. <laughs> five minutes passed, uh, no one spoke a word. This time, in impeccable English, she goes, do you want a hand job? Do you want a hand job? I was like, uh, and no grammatical mistakes. I think she even lost her accent this time. So, I, I, and I knew I didn't want a hand job, but here's the problem. I can't say no. So I said, how much? She goes, $50. I said, 10. She goes, 35. Now. She was really being persistent that night, as if she was out there to give a hand job that night. But I knew I can't take a hand job. And I know what you guys are thinking. It's, it's not good. It's rude uh, to be negotiating on money. So I decided to negotiate on money and the hand job. I said, $10, you can touch it, but that's about it. She said, no, you're cheap. I said, thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> Next five minutes, no one spoke a word. The massage was almost coming to an end. Were you guys expecting a happy ending? 
I, I think I got my happy ending. I didn't lose my money or my integrity. And then no one spoke a word, five, five minutes pass. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. And I think she was pissed. But you know what? Life's a bitch. Thank you, everyone. Akito, Raz, everyone, Raz. All right. Your next comedian came all the way, I think, from Sacramento. Put your hands together, everybody, for David Rodriguez. Hello, hello. Yeah, I don't know why I walked. I tried walking out. That was kind of weird. But yeah, my boss, uh, he said he's going to come watch me perform one of these one of these days. I really hope he doesn't come today because uh, I'm supposed to be at work right now. <laughs> So, okay, let me just put the recording thing on just for my mom. <clears throat> oh, yeah, so uh, recently, uh, two of my closest friends uh, separated. And uh, I'm actually pretty happy because uh, they're conjoined twins. So, and they're both female, so more options. Oh. And um, I just hope that, uh, that they're not too attached, you know. Oh, <laughs> um, for me, uh, having sex is like going to the gym. Uh, during it, uh, I feel the burn. Just kidding, I've never had sex. So. <laughs> That's just what I read on one of the comments, so on, on Reddit. That's so sad, man. Fuck. Uh, I feel like doing stand-up for an audience is like talking to girls. It's like, oh man, this is going bad. I just want to get flashed, bro. <laughs> Hopefully they've been drinking. So they forget. I don't know. How old is that dog? If you don't mind me asking. So in dog years, that's less like what? Like 480? What, what is it? <laughs> I failed chemistry, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> huh? Oh, I mean, sure. I'd be down to link up or something, I don't know. Hey Shelby. Yeah, that's a cute dog. Is that a Boston, uh, what are they called? Uh, not cream pie, what are they? <laughs> Boston, <laughs> Boston Terrier. <laughs> Bazorky, that's bizarre, that's funny man. Um, moving on. Uh, I just found out recently that uh, the average height for uh, Japanese men is 5'6". That's pretty embarrassing, man. That's pretty embar Like, I could probably... Height! Get a six feet... Like, get a height, height. <laughs> My mom liked that one, guys. She really did. Um... Jesus, I told I like I told my mom my best jokes the other day, and uh, her reaction was, uh, "David, uh, you still want to be a doctor, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, mom, I want to I want to tell jokes now." She said, "Okay, David, let's uh, let's wait till your dad gets home." <laughs> I'm like, "No, mom, like, uh, like why not? I'm I'm serious about this. You don't believe me?" She's like, "David, is this one of your jokes?" <laughs> My mom's ruthless, man. 
Like, I still haven't got my stimulus checks yet. And I feel like she knows where they're going. I walked up to her room. I'm like, hey, mom, can I? Whoa, where'd you get that Selena painting from? <laughs> and uh, why does your rosary say Gucci on it? <laughs> no wonder we've been going to Chuck E. Cheese more. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, my grandma hates that I'm a skinny dude. She, you know, she's like, David, like, you only ate twice today. What, uh, what's going on? I'm like, Nana, it's only 9 a.m. <laughs> and please stop pushing tortillas under my door. <laughs> and stop texting me food emojis. <laughs> it's weird getting eggplants from you. <laughs> yeah, everybody, that's my time. Thank you, I love you. Thank you. Yay! David Rodriguez. Killing it at the end, that was great. Uh, just remember, audience, real people, you get to vote for your fi five favorites uh, while you're here. Your next comedian, I believe he's also from Sacramento, taking this long trek. Put your hands together, everybody, for Angel Castro. <laughs> trying to class this place up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the party music right there. <laughs> What's going on, Muni Radio? <laughs> Muni Radio, I feel like that's uh, the Pirate Bay's uh, hipster cousin. <laughs> uh, my name is Angel Castro, my, uh, or Angel. My mom named me Angel because she liked to make white people struggle. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> Oh man, but uh, I, you know, I've recently been thinking about getting dog, but I was also thinking about cats recently, and, and the reason for it is because I, I think cats secretly want to be dogs, and I really do. I really do think they secretly want to be dogs because even they do it doggy style. You guys ever uh... notice that? <laughs> so either that or the guy who named the position didn't realize half the animal kingdom does it that way. <laughs> you imagine if you had actually seen monkeys first instead of dogs, we'd all be doing monkey style. <laughs> Which just kind of sounds like a crazy karate move, you know? Like, hiya! <laughs> That's the exact sound monkeys make when they're making love. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I, uh, I called my grandma recently. You guys ever have any of those old relatives who just kind of like drop subtle hints here and there that they're ready to let go? You know what I'm talking about? Like, they just say stuff that kind of throws you off. Like, for instance, I called my grandma and I was like, Grandma, hey, como esta abuelita? How are you doing? She goes, oh, nothing, mijo, just here waiting for the stroke. I said, Jesus. I guess the heart attack wasn't strong enough. <laughs> Don't worry, Grandma, I'm crossing my fingers. The bus will finish you next time. <laughs> but she's from a different era. You know, she's, she's going to be 90, this year, uh, 90 years old this year. She's different times, yeah, right? Get up, old people. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but she's super religious, and I just had to ask her once. I was like, you know, Grandma, what's the, what's the secret of such a long life? And she was like, oh, mijo, just praying to God for a quick death. That pendejo never comes through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, suicide. Suicide's a bit dark. You guys ever notice how uh, we don't really care about suicide unless it affects us? <laughs> like when people are saying that they're suicidal, we're like, no, 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 don't do it. I don't want to feel bad later. <laughs> oh, no. Such a sen sensitive topic. A lot of people here committed suicide. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Uh, let's get a little bit more awkward. Uh, I want to talk about my first time 
you know, my first time having sex. And I think it's important to talk about because there's a lesson to be learned that first time. So I'll give you some context. I was 18 years old. I was a freshman in college. I was living in the dorms. I was talking to a girl like two floors down. You know, I thought she was the one that would actually let me hit it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I was nervous, though, because I was 18 years old. I hadn't had sex before. You know, the only sexual experience I had was with my right hand. That's it. And so I was nervous that because, I don't know, ladies, you know this, but guys, we have like this ongoing fear that we're going to premature ejaculate whenever we do it for the first time. And so it was this fear that I would give a horrible experience to the girl. That's perfect timing. <laughs> that was a clown joke. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, so I was afraid of that and I didn't know what to do. So I went online to try to find like something to help me avoid having that situation happen and ruining the experience. And what I found out online is that if you masturbate, it helps you avoid premature ejaculation. So I got excited. I'm like, all right, I found the solution. And uh, the day of the the day that I was planning on us having together and having a little bit of free time, I masturbated once and I did it again just for good luck, you know, just in case. And we went out to go eat dinner. I, I or lunch and I took her out to a duck pond. I brought a loaf of bread. She was feeding the ducks, all cute. I was throwing the loaves like, her the fuck up, ducks. I'm trying to get laid. <laughs> we went back to the dorms and uh, you know I put on. I put on a movie, and back then we didn't have Netflix and chill, but we did have piracy and put out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we started doing our thing, and, and, you know, an hour passes by, and I just don't come. And I'm freaking out because it's like I've never had this problem before. What the hell? Uh, but it just, you know, I, I tried everything in the books, all my notes from porn. Like, nothing was helping me orgasm. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Uh, so to make a long story short, you know, if you're ever going to have sex for the first time, you should... Definitely not do it with a girl with a large vagina. You definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> and some of you might think, oh, that's horrible. You're body shaming. No, 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 no. It's simple geometry. Little dick, big vagina, no orgasm. <laughs> Thank you. That's my time. Oh, no, Castro. And just when I was going to be like, isn't it amazing that you took a girl on a date to feed the ducks? I was going to, like, compliment you on your creativity. And then I was like, okay. Good thing I have a shallow vagina. Put up, put, put your hands together. I'm off the rails today. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, remember, audience, you're voting for your five favorite sets. And your next comedian, he's a hilarious guy. Clap your hands wildly for Brady Pearson. Hello, everybody. <sighs> Pam is not the only thing that's shallow in this room. Um, hi, everybody. It's really, my name is Brady. I'm comedian number five. Hello, judges. How are you? Um, I've been a comedian now for just about a year, and I'm really excited to be here in front of all of you. So remember me. I am Brady Pearson, and I am comedian number five. Okay? Okay. Because I'm so excited to be here and share this time with you guys today, okay? I mean, I just got, you know, I'm so excited because, like, it's spring. It has been 300, wait. 525,600 minutes since I had some dick, right? And, um, oh yeah, it's been a long time. God, I've wanted some vitamin D for a real, real long time, but I have been inside. I, it has not been on my face. No, it has not. I have tried to put it in my mouth, put it in my mouth and just fantasize about putting it in. Oh, hi, I'm sorry. Um, yes, and so I finally got some, I got some D, ladies and gentlemen. And then I was excited because I was walking in the streets last weekend in the Castro and everyone's been vaccinated, everyone's been vaccinated. 
you get that shit. Because all these faggots are out there like crazy, and there is brunch in the streets and ass in the sheets, ladies and gentlemen. It is crazy out there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, locked up in COVID, I've had way too much time for my fantasies. Like, way too much time, I mean. Okay, so I rewrote a- Little Orphan Annie as Little Orphan Fanny. Okay? All right, and it's a story of a young, a young sub and his puppy, Sandy. Right? Taken in by Daddy Warbucks. Mmm, big daddy. Write me that check, daddy. Those, those are some big bags of money, honey. And his um, longtime companion, Punjab. <laughs> right? They go off and they travel the world and have the most amazing adventures. And um, I rewrote a song for you if you'd like me to I'll sing it for you. Your son will come out tomorrow. Bet he'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. And he'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll just on his chin and grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, he'll bottom, tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you. That's my fantasy. And since I'm in the mood to keep sharing with you, because I feel so vulnerable, like I get to know you guys. And remember, my name is Brady Pearson. Comedian number five, Pam. Okay, so... I'd like to share with you my fantasy of when I was 16 and I dreamt of the boys' camp that could have been. Now, we played with balls all day long. We slid into home base over and over again. We'd go to the showers and spend a really long time making ourselves really clean. And then we would go to the mess hall, warm with sun, and sing the Camp Put a Tin Me theme song from Camp Put a Tin Me, Wisconsin. Okay. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brady J. Pearson. I am comedian number five. Brady Pearson! Get a massage, dear God. That was that was like the most beautiful. I feel like you were in a in a in a pageant contest. I, I love it. Um, your voice is scrumptuolescent. Uh, your next comedian also has a beautiful voice. Uh, but she doesn't usually sing in her jokes. She just does funny things. Put your hands together for Christy Bona. Hello. Ah, only took three times, ladies and gentlemen. 
Well, now when you set it up like that, I guess I have to sing. Don't make me sing. I'll sing. Okay, you asshole. It looks like you guys really. <sighs> I've been living on a diet of cornuts and rage, and I just ran out of cornuts. Is uh, basically if I had to sum up my quarantine. I've just been really angry and hungry every day, and you know, food heals. Um, hi. I'm Christy, a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Los Angeles. My father is a plastic surgeon. He immigrated here from Egypt, and he's an honest man. Um, he has told a lot of my cousins uh, when exactly he'll give us nose jobs. Um, <laughs> but it, it's fine. Um, people are usually like, that's really great, but you should be a little bit more attractive for your dad being a plastic surgeon. And what I tell them is I, I feel great because um, an LA5 is a Bay Area 8. And so I don't, I don't, I'm not very good at math, but like all I know is that I didn't have to do s like any kind of surgery to feel okay. And that's why I love the Bay Area. Um, Yes, so what's great about body diversity, oh, sir, um, sorry, I, I should, you shouldn't call people out coming out of the bathroom, but <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I like body diversity. I think it's important. I am a little bit annoyed, though, like Dove Body Wash has those ads, and they're all like, women posing, but they all have hourglass figures. See you later, Mark. Um, and uh, just so you don't see uh, other other figures, curvy figures, like a uh, reverse hourglass. Just goes out in the middle. That's that's what I identify with. Um, but it's fine. Uh, I think that the w only worse thing than a gender reveal party is a Zoom gender reveal party. That's what I've learned this uh this pandemic. I have a friend who had one of these, this pandemic, the last one, I don't know. And uh, she insisted on having one because she's white. And uh, she <laughs> did the cake thing, you know, you cut the cake. If it's pink inside, it's a girl. If it's blue inside, it's a boy. Well, when they cut the cake, it just was a plain white vanilla cake inside. We all kind of just looked at each other like, okay. And I thought, is this how she's telling us that she's not carrying it to term? Yeah, it was like, Ugh! but don't worry, don't She just wanted everyone to know that gender's a construct and uh, it's going to be really privileged. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be white. Yeah, I mean, at least the baker didn't mess up and make it a chocolate cake. Then it would have been like a Mori, <laughs> then it would have been a Mori episode. Like, you are not the father. Um, so like I said, I'm Egyptian. Um, the first time I went to Egypt to visit Mo Familia, that's not Arabic. Um, uh, I finally had context for why we're such terrible drivers. It's just anything goes, and it's not just bad, it's like competitively bad. Like, oh, you double parked? I will triple park in your face. Um, and then I, that's why I realized, like, oh, no wonder there's no Egyptian voice on your GPS. You die. You die. You guys, sorry, I don't want to turn into Mr. Katia. Um, yeah, no, you die. Basically, the voice would be like, okay, 100 kilometers, make a left, but from the right lane. Okay, now do whatever you want. Left, 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 you turn, you turn, you turn. It doesn't matter. Everything illegal in Egypt is self-care. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm Canadian number six, Christy.
Christy Bala, everyone! Bringing the class to this building, my God. Absolutely, your next comedian. Hey, you're there. Hi, Brian. He was just on a show last night at the bar at Dolores, and we had a really great time, and he had a really funny set, and you're going to love him up right now, because he won last week. So, well, yeah, after the, it all, you got a lot of votes. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Brian John. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I did a digital detox recently. Do you guys know what that is? So I gave up all my smart things, my phone, my watch, my opinions on English literature. Um, in, have you guys seen in many people's email signature it says, um, sent from my iPhone? In my email signature it now says, sent from a computer at the SF Public Library, next to a guy jerking off to internet porn. <laughs> have you been to the SF Library? I mean, that's what people use those computers for. It's, it's a jerk fest out there. <laughs> Public jerk fest. Uh, public. Oh, oh, you are. Okay. Well. Yeah. Go to the library. <laughs> there are a lot of them. But um, I mean, I kind of miss my phone. Uh, you know, some technology is cool, but I find some technology really scary. Uh, militaries are using these remote-controlled precision uh, drones that shoot precision-guided missiles. But that's not for me. Like, I'm I'm old school. I prefer mailing pipe bombs. I like to include a nice handwritten note. Salutations, please find a pipe bomb enclosed. I pray you will be blown to smithereens upon the morrow. <laughs> I sent uh, a package to my friend who does YouTube unboxing videos. His channel blew up, <laughs> really blew up. Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, I, uh, as part of my digital detox, I gave up social media. I just use Craigslist now. That's all I'm allowed to use. So I guess if you like my comedy, you can follow me there at my Craigslist handle at Craigslist Mail Relay 120875UET00111141111130D80G3685412. That's all lowercase, no spaces. Follow me on Craigslist and I'll follow you back home from the Safeway parking lot. <laughs> All right, um, Craigslist is a crazy place. I saw an ad on Craigslist recently uh, for um, abortions. Like, who's gonna get an abortion through Craigslist? That sounds terrible. But um, did you hear, during the pandemic, many clinics were prohibited from performing non-essential abortions? But aren't all abortions essential? Like, who's out there having a recreational abortion? <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. But in other exciting news, so my girlfriend and I are uh, trying to have an abortion. <laughs> All the clinics are closed. And uh, because we're white, Christy, we have a gender reveal party on the calendar. And so, yeah, I think we're going to keep it. The party, not the kid. We have a cake with frosting that reads, it would have been a boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're still accepting donations for the college fund, too. 
So on the topic of ripping living things out of people's stomachs, uh, do you guys remember the movie Alien from the 90s? It had that chestburster scene, as it was called, where the alien claws its way out of the guy's stomach. Um, so true fact, uh, that scene was inspired by one of the writer's struggles with Crohn's disease. Um, but I also learned that that wasn't the only piece of entertainment that was inspired by gastrointestinal distress. The TV show Roseanne was inspired by a fart. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm Brian. Follow me at Craigslist Mail Relay, 120-875-UET-00-11114. OK, good. see why he was on the Bar Dolores show last night, which was super fun. We had a really good time. And yeah, all the different shows. So the, the winning people from tonight, they get booked on next Saturday's, not this Saturday, but next Saturday's Atlas Cafe show. So remember, you're voting for your favorites, real people, people with souls, people, people that are not comedians. You're important. You're booking the show. Uh, your next comedian. I have to get to my list. I'm a terrible person who did it. Facebook. I had it all like totally synced up. And oh, I know who it is. I remember from my head because I'm smart. Put your hands together, everybody. She was also on the show last night. She also won last week. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shelby Wilson. <laughs> Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. This is officially my Friday shirt. I can't get enough of it. It's really fun. Like, I got dressed, and I was like, if Barbara Bush wanted to skate, this is the vibe. <laughs> like, if they wanted to do a teen sitcom on how Martha and Snoop met, I am auditioning. <laughs> right? No, so who watches the, who watched the NFL draft? Gentlemen, gentlemen? If you did, you gotta make some noise, because this is gonna be funny if you didn't. But so I get confused. I've heard this a couple times now. I get confused with a quarterback named Trevor Lawrence. Anybody see it? We got one guy in the back who sees it. He's smiling. So it's funny, because he just got drafted for the Jaguars, which is interesting, because I'm a cougar. Yeah, I really started dating during the pandemic, though. Like, and it was weird starting to date during, like, it was like almost, I think it was June of last year. And it was interesting because it was like, I, you know, it was during the Black Lives Matter protest, so I'd walk in my apartment and hear, hey, fuck the police. I was like, I might. I don't know, that could be my type. I don't know, but it's a movement. It's a movement, we hate the police. So out of solidarity, I will not fuck the police. Maybe a blow job, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, I love this guy in the back. Have you guys seen him? He looks like Cillian Murphy though, in the mask here. I love it, he's Cillian Murphy, but maybe like Tweaky Blinders, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, so I started dating the pandemic and I've been busy during the pandemic, right? Trying to get STDs and a respiratory infection. Uh, my friends have been busy, busy though, because my friends are having babies at this point. Do you understand the position that that puts me in? I have to Google bars that allow babies. And Google's trying to throw me a bone. Google is like, did you mean bars that allow dogs? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not Google. I am looking for bars that allow babies. And like, what happens when you get the baby into the bar? Are they gonna cart it? I sure hope so. It's clearly underage, <laughs> right? Like, I had to commit a federal offense 
in college to get a fake ID because I looked kind of under 21 and you're going to let a baby just waltz in here? Absolutely not. Show me the baby's papers. Is that even your real mom? Prove it. What's interesting is like when you get a baby at a bar and it's seated at a table with all these women, guys don't know who the mom is. They can't tell. They're not going to come anywhere near that table. No, Becky, I'm not going to hold your baby. I'm trying to get laid. <laughs> it was interesting, though. I did a lot of shit in the pandemic to date, though. Like, I, um, there comes a moment when you set some records in your life as a young woman. Um, I traveled across state lines for a dick appointment. Yeah, I got on a plane in Oakland, California to go to Wyoming for a dick appointment. I did it. I did it for the dick. It was demoralizing, though. It, like, shattered my pride because I had to show up to the airport in snow boots in Oakland, California. All right, I checked my pride and my dignity and waddled over to security in these boots. It was awful, all right? It took me five minutes just to get these things off. I was so nervous. If you ever take that much time in the security line at an airport, they're gonna remove you, all right? The public, not TSA. Thankfully, though, a flight attendant saw me and she was like, oh, she's only doing this for dick. Baby, to the front, take your time. I used to fly with Coke, too, so I'm used to being nervous. Not like Coke, the liquid, like Coca-Cola, cocaine. They're both equally not allowed on airplanes, but Anyways, I was so nervous, and I was especially nervous, too, because I was like, okay, I have these snow boots on. I see my gate. I'm gate 29. I only saw 28 and 30. So I was just going to rush the wall in between them, like nine and three quarters. <laughs> and what made it worse is I've got my snow boots on. I finally make it to my gate, and this tool with a guitar as his carry-on item hits on me. Like, dude, we get it. You look really cool with your guitar. Like, you checked your bag so you could have a guitar as your personal item. That's so sweet. Yeah, how about check your privilege, all right? Some of us flew basic economy for a dick appointment. That's why I'm wearing snow boots on the plane. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to my time. My name is Shelby Wilson, comedian number eight. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you around. Shelby Wilson, comedian number eight. And there are no rules against people winning uh, two weeks in a row. You can, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can vote for whoever you want, real people. Your next comedian, super funny guy, always loves it when he's in the house. Put your hands together for Adam Close. All right. I'm going to talk about some song lyrics that confuse me. George Strait was like, all my exes live in Texas. That's why I reside in Tennessee. You know how fucking big Texas is? <laughs> all my exes live in Milpitas, and I'm still there all the time. What kind of toxic asshole are you, George? Shania Twain, uh, obviously named after a woman that doesn't look like her, because that's not a white woman's name, Shania. Uh, she had a string of hits in the 90s. One of them was, that don't impress me much where she goes by or she goes through all of these uh like pretty nice credits that guys should kind of like strive to achieve she's like oh you have a nice car that doesn't impress me oh you're a rocket scientist that doesn't impress me but there's just one i can't get over she's like oh so you're brad pitt that don't impress what have you ever seen this motherfucker brad he's 109 years old so makes my butthole wet <laughs> i'm not even gay but it's like please kiss me on the lips <laughs> Uh, it's not, it's not just country music. There's some pop songs. 
uh, Selena Gomez has one that says, I love you like a love song, which is some like repetitive loop that you can't get out of because it's a love song about how you love someone like a love song. Yeah, that one. That one's just for me. Let's go to rap. Um, Ludacris has a song where he goes, uh, what me, they're like, what me is the world to you? He's like, snapping bras, menage a trois. It's like, snapping bras? Dude, you're in your 30s. It's like, the eighth best thing to do with titties. Like, how, did it, how does that mean the world to you? You gotta get your priorities in order, Luda. Um, Two Chains, my guy, he's got one where he says, my chain hang to my dangalang. Chain hang, chain hang to my dangalang. It's a six foot seven black guy. It's an extremely long chain. Um, Biggie Small's got one, uh, the late great. He says, uh, damn girl, you're making me sick. You look so good, I'd suck on your daddy's dick. What? Never. In all, my, in all my days of gallivanting about the streets, have I seen a girl so fine that I would suck her dad's dick sight unseen? I disagree, Christopher. Y'all remember Shaggy, the Lubba Lubba? The Lubba Lubba. He had that hit song, It Wasn't Me. I don't want to get all into it, because obviously it's preposterous. But she even caught me on camera? You mean your own girlfriend came to the house that you live in and caught you fucking the neighbor on the bathroom with a camera? And you're like, it wasn't me, bro? We're in your house. What do you mean it wasn't you? It's still you. All right, I guess that one worked. That was one, honestly, that was one of the first jokes I ever wrote. Like I did that at Tommy T's in like 2019 and it did not go like that, let me tell you what. Thanks, Pam. Um, we'll just keep it going with a couple more pop culture stuff. Uh, I feel like the parents at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory were a little too chill. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Had that been me and my portly son, Augustus, uh, was trapped in the Chocolate River, this, this, is, how, this is how I would have reacted. Hey, hey, stop singing. Don't do another fucking cartwheel until you get my kid out of that goddamn tube. Uh, I'll end on this impression of Adele. This is uh, my impression of them trying to pitch Adele on a pop song. Adele, please come in. Uh, we got Lil Wayne to rap a couple verses on here. Kanye West made the beat. Are you interested in doing this club banger? It's probably going to be the number one song internationally. It's going to be a huge pop sensation. Are you interested? I bruv. I sing ballads. Only fucking ballads. And then she puts a cigarette out on the record producer's face. All right, guys. My name's been Adam Close. Give it up for me. Adam Close, everyone. If you're a real person, you might want to vote for him. I don't know. Or you might want to vote for your next comedian. Put your hands together. He runs Dead Rabbits. Oh, before you leave, you have to write down all the things. Okay, good. Yes, yes, yes. Put your hands together for Jonathan Ortiz!
Friday night, what's up, Muni? Come on, let's make some noise, guys. It's Friday. You having a good time? You having a good time, you guys? I know your dog's having a good time, ma'am. Service. Thank you for your service, dog. Thank you. I like your boots as well, ma'am. I love your boots as well. I wish the mic was as loud as your boots, but you know, like we do what we can here. <laughs> you guys, thanks for coming out. Uh, my name's John. I'm half Puerto Rican, or as San Francisco calls it, Mexican. Um, I'm also half Mexican, which is why you'll see my face looks like Jim Carrey banged El Chapo. You know what I mean? It's kind of, right, you see, it's accurate. <laughs> uh, what can I say? My dad, uh, I don't like my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mother's Day is coming up. Get her a card. Give her a call. Fuck your dad. All right? Fuck your dad. Um, no, the thing is, like, like I grew up, my, the fondest memory I have of my dad is him teaching me to swim, right? I'm a little kid. He's teaching me to swim, and that's just my immigration story. So it's like, he's just like, hurry, quicker, let's go. I'm like, Dad, it's hard with cocaine strapped to my back because I was a drug mule. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, 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 that's what happened. That's what happened. But the thing is, like, I don't know. All right, I'm going to be a little real with you guys. I might have daddy issues because my ex said so. My ex said you got daddy issues like a stripper. <laughs> it's like, come on, like a stripper? I can't relate to someone that goes on a stage and entertains strangers for approval, you know? <laughs> Boom! Got the dog lover. Oh, man, nice. Um, yeah. Dad's... Here's the thing, though. Like, I, my, my family, I come from a long line of warriors. My, my great-grandfather was in the Mexican Civil War, right? Uh, my dad was a championship boxer in Mexico. Me? I work for Taco Bell. <laughs> so he's really proud. Daddy's really proud <laughs> of what I'm doing. I don't know. Yeah, I work at Taco Bell. Um, I'm sorry we took out half the menu. I know. Everybody blames me for the great Mexican Pizzagate scandal. By the way, when you guys are at Taco Bell, when you're high, I can tell you're high. I can tell because I'm high half the time, too. It's like, it's like, it's like bro, I know. Let me get a number. Yeah, let me get a number. Um, to come on, come on. You guys always forget to order hot sauce. Everyone forgets hot sauce. It's, it's up to me. Like, they're like, that's it. I'm like, are you sure that's all you want? I work the front register. They're like, yeah, that's it. I got to go. I'm like, what about hot sauce? They go, oh, yeah, hot sauce. That's why I'm essential. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm an essential worker. I, uh... Yeah, dads, 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 dads. I was in uh, New York when COVID hit, guys. I was in New York, went through a bit of a depression. Not fun. All right, there's a bit of a suicide problem in, 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 in New York where they jump in front of the subway. And when COVID hit, I lost my job because I was a server. I was living in my car. That's not the bad part. I was living in my car, but I was taking showers at the gym. Gym's all shut down, right? So it's like three in the morning. I'm like blacked out almost looking at the tracks thinking like, you know what? It's really easy. It would be easy to jump. But just then I noticed a suicide prevention sign in the subway. It said, not feeling yourself today? Speak with the subway worker. It's like, all right, I give it a shot. So I went over to the plexiglass booth, right, the subway. I'm like, hello, Raj? 
Yeah, uh, I'm depressed. I hear voices telling me to jump in front of the C train. He's just like, C train is delayed. Try the D train. <laughs> My point is, we're all going to die. Nothing matters. And follow your dreams. I'm John. Bye, guys. Jonathan Ortiz, everyone. That was killer. That was lovely. Yay, Jonathan Ortiz. Keep clapping for him. Yeah. Ow. All right. Your next comic, uh, another super funny guy. Put your hands together for Daniel Lewis. Yay. I don't know what, where do people, there it is. Uh, there's baggies. There's baggies in the baggies. There you go. You know how this works. Absolutely. Keep it going from here. I'm going to bag it up. Bag it up, guys. What's up, okay? Man. COVID times. Pretty tough, you guys. I don't know. I don't like how used to COVID I've gotten. Like all the, the shit we're doing right now, you know? Like the other day, this woman leaned down in front of me, and I caught myself trying to look down her mask. She caught me too. She was like, excuse me. My breasts are down here. You know? I don't care about your breasts. Just trying to, trying to catch a glimpse of some mouth, you know? <laughs> Just want to see some mouth. It's been a tough, man. It's been a tough year. A big breakup right before COVID. Five-year relationship, big breakup. So that kind of sucked. And it's not all bad, though, because, you know, like, a lot of times after a long relationship, the woman will go out and find rebound sex with just, like, the biggest fucking loser she can find, you know? And, well, she said that happens to be still me, so uh, that's pretty good. Got that going for us. I don't know. You guys afraid of flying? Anybody afraid of flying here? No? Anybody ever? Yeah? I used to be afraid of flying, but I looked it up, and, like, a lot of stuff has to go wrong for a like a plane to crash, you know? It's not just like pilot forgets to flip a switch, you know? It's pilot forgets to flip a switch, and there's ice on the wings, and a goose flies into the engine, and the warning system happens to be down. A lot of stuff, you know? It's about the same number of things that have to go right for me to get laid, you know? For me to get laid of an evening. It's not just like, oh, she had a cocktail. It's like she had a cocktail, and she's going through a divorce, and she's ovulating. And a warning system happens to be down. <laughs> Absolutely, man. She's totally it. That's why every time I see a, every time I watch the news, I see a plane go down. I'm like, yes, still got a chance, you know? It takes an act of God. I don't know, man. It really has been a shitty year. That last year was so bad, it cured my hypochondria. It's amazing. You'd think it'd be worse with a virus going around? But it's incredible how hypochondria can be cured with something so simple as wanting to die. You know? Guys washing up in the shower a couple weeks ago and I found a lump and I was like, oh shit. Oh fuck. What if it turns out to be nothing? Then what? You know? I think about that a lot though. Sometimes I wake up, my first thought is like, oh man, I'm not gonna bother getting out of bed. What is the point? I hate this job. Everything sucks. Life sucks. When I think about all those people out there like currently battling like terminal illness. You know that they'd love to have like a regular work day back like I'm about to have, you know? It tells you a little something about perspective, right?
like basically how easily these dying people lose perspective on real life, you know? They're so focused on this one thing, not dying, they totally lose track of how shitty and demoralizing the whole thing really is, you know? They lack perspective. That is my point. There's the horn. There's the horn. I don't know, man. A lot of people say uh, they like to die in their sleep. They say that's the best way to go, you know? I've always kind of doubted a little bit, though, you know? Because you know how they always say he died peacefully in his sleep? Like, it might have been peaceful from their point of view, you know? But how do you know what that guy was dreaming about when he died, you know? Just once I want to be like, oh, he died in his sleep, stark naked, terrified, hopelessly searching for his middle school homeroom. <laughs> just want to see that one time, you know? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Tried drugs. Went down to the dispensary. I was like, give me one of everything. One of them was a cannabis suppository. You guys ever seen that? Yeah. They sell those, cannabis suppository. I'd try anything once. I wouldn't recommend it, though, because it like, just seemed weird to put something on my ass that was going to make me hungry, you know? It seemed like a, <laughs> like a conflict of interest or something, you know? I'm no lawyer. Thanks. My name's Dan Lewis. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone! Doesn't like putting things up as boober. No, maybe he does. I don't know. That's not true. I just would say, uh, yeah, cannabis suppositories. How crazy is that? Uh, the future is now. Your next comedian. What a lovely human being he is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Mig. Oh, that's sad, Brian. I get that. I, uh... Was your name Brian? Shit, I'm, I know your name, and now I'm spacing on. I'm sorry, but yeah, I get that. I think about death a lot too. I uh, I have suicidal ideation, and and it's exhausting every day. Um, not every every day, but every day for long periods of time, and then it stops being every day, and then it'll start being every day again, and that's just kind of how it goes, and it's exhausting. But you know, you know what keeps me going? I'm just too pretty. <laughs> I couldn't deprive you all of that. <laughs> I hate myself, I'm the worst, but I'm just too pretty. How are we all doing? How's everyone feeling? Yeah? It's, uh, it's a lot going on. Why don't we all just take a moment, breathe, calm down? We spend so much time, thank you. I, wow, you took that breath and I, this is in all seriousness, I respect you so much and appreciate you so much for that. We spend so much of our day being angry there's so many things to be angry about, and it's valid. But sometimes we pick really silly things to be angry about, like those honey bears. All the cool people I know hate the honey bears, and I get it, but I kind of like them. They let me know which houses to pee on. I'm, I'm from the city. I was born here. Um, apparently, that's rare. I didn't real yeah, I didn't realize that's rare, but it's rare, right? Um, Everyone we know being born here, everyone we know is from here. But then apparently I meet other people and they're like, you're born here? And I'm like, why are you being weird about this? But it's such a great city. I love this city so much. Just today, I saw a dead body, a car chase, and a robbery being foiled. And I didn't see a single police. Proof that defunding can work. I'm so happy about it. I, I, I really, just this city, people have so much fear over the city. They, they say it's not a good place to raise a kid because it's a city, because dangerous things happen. But 
I disagree. I think it is an incredibly safe place to raise a kid. It's really hard to get kidnapped, um, for one thing. I was, I was a fat kid, and like, look at like people want to kidnap me. I was a fat kid too. I couldn't really run. I had some plush to me, you know. I'm, I, I make good, I make good pickings. But it's really hard to get kidnapped because what? Someone's gonna come up to you, and, hey kid, you want to see a dead body? No thanks. I already walked down Market Street today. Yeah, my mom told me recently I have no idea how scary it was to watch me grow up. Which takes an assumption on her part, given that she's thinking I was in the driver's seat that whole time. I was so incredibly sleep deprived for the entirety of my high school experience that I might as well have just been drunk. And I think it's on her for being scared. I grew up in an age where there's trackers on phones. So it's really your fault that you looked and saw that I was in the Tenderloin at midnight getting ice cream. That's on you. As far as I'm concerned, you could have thought I was in Golden Gate Park and it would have been fine. I could go to a cockfight, get caught cheating, piss someone off, and as long as my phone was still showing I was in Golden Gate Park, she'd be fine with it. All right, I'm gonna read a poem. I don't think any of you will find it funny but it's for Pam. It's uh, called A Letter to My Darling. Sounds creepy now, but it's gonna get less creepy. I regret to inform you that as of this very moment, I hate you. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Perhaps come this Sunday, I shall look upon you in the light of the Lord and proclaim you are my love and the only one who can bring forth great mirth. I cherish the way language breaks when she hears your laugh and worship the heat of your lap upon which frequent I have rest my head that the gravest of my mistakes was that I did not appreciate your kindness in the coldest days of winter when the sun shone both from above as from below and we held each other in those perfect moments with no regrets, perfectly clear all around as if in a desert made of water and felt a love never truer known. I love you and want you and need you and perhaps but the Lord visits me on Saturdays and so this shall not pass. You may extend your hand and seek to reconcile with me your best intentions, but I say nay and swat away so vile an appendage. In your face I see only my weakness that I should be consumed by so frail a creature. I fear for myself that I have wasted and been wasted all these years. What great things could be achieved? What happiness could I know had only I not been enticed by such warm promises of comfort and consistency, of back scratches and days upon days of chasing, of purpose? This would be easier if I could point to myself and say, it's me. I have failed you. Seek not answers within yourself, but instead know that I have saved you from what I am, my most horrid and true self. Again, I cannot. There's no monster here but you. And I have been left unfulfilled. My bowl remains empty. My heart lies crushed. If only, if only you had been good enough for me. I've said my truth, and I hope you have heard it. This could have been avoided had you given me more kibble. <laughs> I'm so sorry for going over. Cat. That was amazing. Did you Thank write you. that? Yeah. You wrote that? Yeah. Dude, that is so good. Everybody clap your hands together for Max Ming. Max oh Ming. my god. <laughs> Need a number 12. Thank Seriously, you. Seriously, that was insane. That was a really good poem. Oh my god, I love that poem. Wow, Max. Okay, um, remember audience people that have a soul, you get to vote on your five favorite comics for the night, and you give them to me, and then I put plus marks, and everything's gonna work out, and I'm so excited. That was a really good poem. All right, uh, your next comedian, he's, he's been new to us, he's been coming back for the past couple of weeks. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Ashman Salu Sam, yay! 
How you guys doing? You guys look very relaxed today, man. Very chilled out, very happy. You look very happy, sir. It's good to see white people finally happy, finally relaxed. Seriously. No, seriously, man. It's been a very stressful time, very stressful year for you guys. You know what? In fact, I want you guys all to look under your seats right now. There's a prize for you. There's N-word passes for everyone, right? There's N-word passes. You guys can now say the N-word whenever you want, all right? Because that's what happens down here at Mutiny Radio. If you want to say the N-word, come down to Mutiny Radio, right, Pam? Right? But you're allowed to. Just if you uh, do use it, just don't tell them I said you could say it. Say that Pam said, because I got my black card taken away actually recently, so I'm not really allowed to tell people. I've had my black card for a while. Uh, if you're gonna tell them my voice and my shirt and my pants and my shoes and my two different colored socks, um, I'm not exactly the picture of black intimidation in this country, which I don't like because I thought a big part of being black was at the very least people would be so afraid of you they wouldn't come up and talk to you, right? You could walk down the streets unmolested by the voices of other people trying to ask you weird questions, but there's something about me that makes like older white women feel very comfortable coming up to me and saying like, now where did you get that shirt? That's a, such a nice shirt you got on. I'm like, jail, okay? Got it from prison. The Target next to the prison. They had a sale going on there, you know? But no, seriously, I was walking down uh, the pier the other day, right? And uh, this, uh, this woman, it was the middle of the night, okay? It was probably like 10 p.m. at night. I'm walking and this white woman just walks up to me like an apparition with her phone out and says, now do you know uh, which way the, uh, the pier is, and I'm trying to stand right straight. And I'm just like, you feel this safe in the middle of the night coming up to me and talking to me? Don't you know what black people do to white women at night? All right? But she was like, she must have come up to me and saw me. She was like, you know, this is a bitch nigga. He's not going to do anything to me. I'll be, able to, uh, I'll be able to hold my own with this guy, all right? It sucks. It really sucks. I, so I tried to make an effort to be a little bit more intimidating walking around. Seriously, I tried to walk around and really just have a mean face on, like DMX or something, you know? Just, yeah, I want some coffee, bitch! With the album up inside that! And I tried to be all that, all the time, but for, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't really work because I, I was walking down the street, again, the other day, I walk a lot, and uh, I don't know how you could tell, but I walk a lot, and uh, I was walking down Market Street, and this woman, I feel a tap on the lower part of my shoulder. I turned to see the smallest woman uh, I've ever seen uh, the smallest Asian woman, and if she was 50 years old, she had to be 5,000 years old. This woman was so old, and uh, she asked me, you know, and in the interest of all that's going on in this, uh, whatever, the city with uh, the Asian violence and whatnot, right, you know, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to do an impression of her, because that would be, you know, unnecessary, but she definitely had one, and, uh, you know, she said, I'll just, you know, say what she said, and she was like, hey man, what's good, can I go to the, that's an Asian accent, can I, where's the Market Street Ross, you know, and I was like, are you serious, you, you feel comfortable coming up to me, like, I thought that there was a fear going on with you guys against us, and it was just like, what am I doing wrong, that I, I am so unintimidating that an old Asian woman looks at me in the middle of the day in a street full of people, she's like, I will ask him. He is a bitch nigga. He is not going to do anything to me. So I killed her. I'm sorry, but I had to murder her. Uh, and it, it's just, it wasn't my fault. It's something that I had to do. I can't get punked out by another old woman again. Anyways. 
Sometimes that joke's gonna get me in trouble. I don't know. That's a <laughs> Anyways, that that's my time, I think. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Ajmino everyone! Remember your votes count. And you're yeah, right. Is, is he the? Are you the only one? Are you the only one tonight? Well, no, there were some dark brown people, but technically, I guess. I mean, if we're like, you know, right? You're the only black guy tonight. Just a lot of tall. Couple. Yeah, that might be. That's fair enough, bro. Everybody again. Ash, Ashminu, yay! Your next comedian. Uh, I don't know if Kyle's even in the building. Is he? Oh, there he is. There he is. I'm sorry. I can't see you because you're hidden from behind the places I can't see. And we didn't make eye contact. So I wasn't being like cunty or anything. I promise. Put your hands together for your next comedian. He might make you laugh. He will. He'll make you laugh. Who are you going to vote for? I don't know. Uh, everybody. Kyle Morrissey. Um, I look like I ski a lot, apparently. Um... I've never done it in my life. Multiple people have started off conversations with me this month saying that, though. Uh, you know when you go skiing? No, I don't, actually. I don't know where you got that assumption. God damn, I feel bad for the last dude who's doing a setup here. This is loud. I'm a, I'm a millennial, so that puts me anywhere between 15 and 45 years old, according to all media. <laughs> there are so many stereotypes about us. We're obsessed with efficiency, but we're also obsessed with mindfulness. And I think we should just choose one because when I listen to my breathing meditations in the morning, I play them at 200% speed. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't work. I end up hyperventilating and almost passing out. So <laughs> I don't reach nirvana, but when I stand up, I get really dizzy. <laughs> You're very, very dizzy. Oh, that one took a year to figure out. <laughs> um, I uh, y Okay, so I know we're supposed to be like very woke. Oh, perfect timing. Um, but one of the things that I noticed about myself is that it's, it's just, there's just always a little voice in my head. Whenever I'm talking to a black person, there's always a little voice in my head that is like, hey, you know that you have the ability to ruin your entire life right now, right? <laughs> like... That, when I think about that, that's some, like, real staring into the void. Like, I, I just, I start thinking about it. Like, I have the ability to ruin my entire life right now. That just 20-something years, fuck it, that it's done. That's got to be the shittiest superpower ever. Just that ability. That's the only thing I can do. I can say is, uh, it just sounds like an, a rejected av Avenger. I don't know. I'm the N-bomber. <laughs> I, what's your power? Or well, I say a certain word and then I burn all the bridges in my life. That's, that is power. That's black power, actually. That has, <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I really like watching footage of 9-11. I, there's a couple reasons. Uh, I think there's general consensus that all of our lives, were, everything changed that day. And a lot of people think that the way our lives are today is directly attributable to 9-11. And my life kind of sucks, but I, I don't want to take responsibility for that. So I, the, when I watch footage of 9-11, it's like, oh, there's video evidence that it's not my fault. That's great. I love it. And there's one other reason. I'll figure that other one out later. Um, when I, it, I was in elementary school when it happened, and after, right after, our school had a poetry contest to 
uh, just commemorate the sacrifice that was made on 9-11, and I won. I won the poetry contest, and the poem got sent to the White House, and they wrote back. <laughs> I uh, This is a true story. I have a letter written and signed by George W. Bush, basically him just going like, hey, thank you, Kyle, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's easily the b best thing I've ever accomplished. Like, nothing has even come close <laughs> to that. And I was like a kid. So every now and then, I'll go watch footage of that second plane hitting the tower and be like, that was as good as it's ever going to get. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. That was me peeking. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, and I haven't gotten the light. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, God. Millennials. I would hate to be on the dating apps right now. Just the standards that people put up on Tinder. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not just referring to girls. Like guys, my buddy showed me his Tinder profile the other day, and it said, uh, "If you like pineapple on your pizza, this probably won't work out." And I told him, I was like, "Dude, you could be having sex right now." <laughs> but, but instead, you're like, "Oh, looking for the Pam to my gym." Uh, come on, man. It's Tinder. <laughs> Come on. We, uh, we're really millennials, again. We're really bad at receiving compliments. Um, every time someone says something nice to me, I immediately get deflective, and I start explaining why it's not true. The other day, someone was like, hey, nice haircut. And I was like, actually, I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> My 20s have been an avalanche of financial failure, and uh, that's why I just spent $17 at Supercuts, so I don't think you know what the hell you're talking about. All right, thank you very much, everybody. Woo! Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Proving that on Tinder you can raise the bar or lower the bar, but you fucking cowards meet at the goddamn bar. You fucking cowards. You're, you have two comedians left. Are you, you're going to make it. Real audience people that are actually voting for the whole show, the real judges in the corner. Clap it up for the judges. Suck their dicks right now. Because you, three people get booked at the show on the Saturday. Uh, you're second to last. You're Pent Ultimate Comedian. Put your hands together. Nice young man, everybody. Ian Langlands. Yay. <laughs> Exciting, full house. <laughs> what happened to everybody? Everybody was here earlier. I can't believe you guys, have you been here the whole time? Yeah. All of you guys? You haven't? Good. Like 15, what do we have, 15, 14 comedians? I, God bless you, I know, I can, if I listen to myself do comedy, I, I wanna blow my brains out. Um, I've been having a lot of, uh, well I don't have a lot, but do you ever have those moments where you kinda get reality checked a little bit? You get a little like, what's going on in this world? Well, I had one recently. I was, uh, I saw a video of Justin Bieber performing in a prison. And it was kind of one of those like, what is going on? You know, it's just like, I got so many questions as to how this event transpired. Um, so, you know, the options are running through my mind. And so the first scenario I thought was, Maybe these inmates decided to have Justin Bieber come in and perform, and that's, you know, I'm going to cross that one out immediately because that's definitely not what happened. Uh, I cannot imagine any scenario where men doing life in prison are like, you know, I want Justin Bieber. Even if they've, like, if, if they've been doing, if they've been doing time for 11 years at least, they're not even going to know who he is, let alone, like, know his music. 
But I'd like to think that there's one guy in the prison that's like really into him, and he's like the biggest, scariest guy. And he's like, you know who I want to get? 23-time Teen Choice Award winner, known for Never Say Never, and boyfriend, Justin Bieber. And everyone's like too scared to like go against him. And he's like, he, he, this is like a continuous thing with him. He'll go into the rec room, and he's like, get out of the way, sucker. I'm changing the channel. Bieber's on Ellen. I'm not missing this for the world. And I know what you're thinking, was that a stereotypical black voice? It wasn't. He's actually Cambodian in my mind, so check your privilege. Um, yeah, so that option, throwing it out. The next option is that the prison decided, you know what I want? Like, the warden looked out at all these murderers, <laughs> thieves, and rapists, and was like, we got to do something nice for these guys. What do you think we get teenage heartthrob Justin Bieber in here and, uh, you know, give him a little something nice? And then the guards are like, are you sure you don't want, like, Springsteen or Metallica or something? Someone that maybe they'll relate to a little bit? And they're like, he's like, nope. Get me his manager right away. Doesn't make any sense. And you can't help but think, compare it to Johnny Cash, who we're all familiar with. Johnny Cash, infamously, performed in Folsom Prison. That makes sense. The man had a song called Folsom Prison Blues. That they're going to relate to that. That's something they can get on board with. That's a good choice. But no, they went with Justin Bieber in 2021. What a reflection of society. He comes in and he sings. Let me see what this lyric is. I always forget it. This is a real lyric by Justin Bieber. Um, he goes, and I'm wasting time. And I see you the way I breathe you in. It's the texture of your skin. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's out of context. The whole song doesn't make any sense. But he really thought he was going to go into a prison, sing that lyric, and they were all going to be like, yeah, I get that, Justin. It's not very relatable. That's my point. It's not very relatable. Oh, man. Um, so. That one is also thrown out. We're going to throw that one out. <laughs> the last, and you know what? I also thought, oh, maybe they were, you know, throwing a bone to the pedophiles, having a cute little kid in there, but Bieber's 27 now, you know? He's past his prime. In pedophile terms, he's not ripe anymore, so <laughs> they're not going to have him. So that, that, that was thrown out. So the, the most obvious option is that he's going through this religious experience, and he's like, I got to touch the hearts of the people. I got to give back. I want to do something. And his manager's like, well, why don't we, uh, you know, book you at it like a children's hospital or something. And he's like, nope, I want to get my acoustic guitar and sing my hit single, Peaches. And uh, the manager was like, uh, okay, Justin. But the funny part is, is that he's trying to do this to, you know, rehabilitate these men. And this is a guy who's hit multiple people with his car and like left a monkey in Germany. So I think he's got to like flip the mirror onto himself and kind of do some self-reflection before he starts helping uh, prisoners. And the funny part is, is a week later, there was a photo that surfaced of him with cornrows in his hair. And it was like, it looks like the rehabilitation backfired and he became a racist. So nothing worked out for him. You win some, you lose some, Bieber. Uh, you got you to gotta pick your battles. So that's all I got. Thank you, Ian Langlands. I got a strong one. Ian Langlands, everyone. He might be
be in love with Justin. He actually might be Justin Bieber. I don't know what Justin Bieber looks like. Could be. I could be. We have one. We have one last comic. Are you in? Are you gonna pay? You're. You're amazing people that have been here the whole time. And thank you so much for hanging out. You're gonna love your next comedian. Put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Understand. Having Justin Bieber in prison might not all be bad, you know? Like, if you're taking it up the ass, better to do it to a soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell, but I've been microdosing crack. Not a lot of crack, just a little bit of crack. And it didn't always used to be this way, but the economy, you know, I had to scale back. Had to cut, had to cut it. When I was little, my dad sat me down on his lap and he said, Sam, don't do crack a lot. <laughs> so I do a little bit of crack, microdose crack. Sometimes I'll leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says, nothing valuable inside. People think uh, DMX died of the vaccine. I've heard that rumor. I mean, anybody, anybody dies these days, you can, people are gonna blame the vaccine. But I think that's just ridiculous. It's obvious he died from a combination of the crack overdose and the vaccine. Now hear me out, he got the Pfizer vaccine. It's clearly written on the warning label. You have to wait at least 36 hours after your first shot before you smoke crack again. <laughs> and he violated that. He violated that rule. RIP though. I like to think I'm a pretty good guy. Every Sunday I'll go around and take the parking tickets off people's cars. <laughs> my sister and I flew home for Easter. We walked in the door. The first thing my mother says is, when am I getting grandchildren out of you two? And we looked at her and we said, Mom, we keep telling you, if we do that, they're going to come out fucked up. I actually got more than one sister. I got a few sisters. One time, my sister heard that joke. She came up to me after. She said, that joke sucks. You shouldn't do it. I said, you need to relax. That one's not about you. <laughs> I'd never have sex with you. You're hideous. I got a sister who works at the suicide hotline. She's always complaining because they don't make any money over there. It's volunteer work. And she thinks they should get money. But I was gonna I was asking her, like, what what do you expect? Commission? <laughs> How would that work? P people pitching each other their lives like it's a product they can't live without. Like it's on QVC. They show up to work in suits. Shamwell guys selling you your life. I was watching the movie Benjamin Button backwards the other day. It's about a guy who ages. Everyone else around him gets younger. I like that version better. It's more interesting. It's a simple narrative. And at the end, there's a gripping climax. He crawls into his mother's vagina to die. It's astounding. Sometimes I like to walk around San Francisco neighborhoods with a mug, just a ceramic mug with coffee in it, to trick people that I live around there. Because people look at a mug and they feel safe, you know? 
Hey, that guy couldn't have traveled far. He's got a mug. Probably made some coffee in his house. He's wandering about the streets. No, I drove to your neighborhood, bought a coffee at Starbucks, put it in a mug, and I'm going to follow you into your apartment building and steal all your goddamn packages. One time I was, uh, in this, I was in this gated community, real inconspicuous with my mug. I had a leopard body suit. I was playing Britney Spears on a boombox that I was towing behind me in a rickshaw. And this guy pulled up in an Escalade. He said, you new to the neighborhood? I said, yeah, I just got the house down the street. He said, that's funny. Homeowners Association didn't notify us of a new homeowner. I said, well, yeah, it's because I told the homeowner that I would tell everyone myself, because I have to legally, because I am a sex offender. And he said, welcome to the neighborhood. He gave me a card, said attorney, introduced himself as a sex defender. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Good night. Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Okay, so he's the last comic of the night because that's, uh, that's it for the list, and that's exciting. And I have to go to Milk Bar anyways because I'm on the 9 o'clock show, so <laughs> I got to head my ass over there. But thank you all for being here. Real people with souls, please give me your write-down things of all your favorite people of the night. Sam Carroll again, clap for him. Yeah, he's pretty. And he was really funny. I'm sorry, I said the wrong word. That was a mistake. I'm sorry. It didn't. I meant funny. Funny was the word that I meant to say. But give me your thingies. And then, um, yeah, everybody, I'm, a, I'm at Milk Bar tonight. And don't miss out on tomorrow at Atlas Cafe, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You can nurse your hangover because they have beer and wine. It's really nice. And then we'll all be outside doing jokes and stuff on the parklet. And then on Sunday, I get to be on Luke Moore's first show. I'm so excited. Um, it's, at, it's on the end of Geary Street at the oldest tiki bar in San Francisco called Trader Sam's. And that's on Sunday, Mother's Day. I don't talk to my mom, so I'm like, I'm all do jokes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at 8 o'clock, on Sunday, so come see me be funny, and then I'm um, listening to Mutiny Radio and stuff. Okay, bye. In the field, all nigga fuck a fool, little bitch. Know they off a field. Off the zennies, off the flat, and they head spinning. Got they hard race. Got they hard race. Got them off the drug. Off the leg, got them leaning. Got they mind fucked up, now they leaning, hurt they fainting. Tryna take some shit, I don't trust nothing. I don't trust no bitches, I don't trust these niggas. I don't even trust them in the field, and I always see them. Pain pocket inch, tryna take my money, and you know I got it. Keep it all on me. Tryna take it, tryna take everything. Keep everything, gotta keep it close to me. I don't even trust nobody, I don't even trust the thing. I don't even trust no op, I don't even trust the scene. Can't, can't trust nobody in the world. Can't trust a bro, bitch. Can't trust a bro, girl. I ain't got money, so I can't trust you. I can't even wife you, bitch. I can't cuff you. I can't even trust nobody. Keep my wallet real close to me. I don't even trust none. I ain't trust nobody in the field. No niggas. No bitch. I don't even trust them. I don't trust nobody. I don't trust them. Got fucked up. I don't even trust one. Can't even trust a bitch. I don't trust them. Can't even trust a nigga. I don't trust them. Got a blue dolphin. I know they all fit. Fucking all these bitches. These bitches, they do no talking. And they out the zenny. No, they out the flat. And they popping all the pills. These bitches, they know act. I can't even trust them, they tryna rob me I don't even trust, now I don't trust nobody And I know they fool, they rob with fool gang And I tell them just stay in your own lane Heard you was a op, finna get popped I know she a thot, I don't even fuck with fool motherfuckers In the field, hold 
tell them just keep it real. I don't even fuck with all these fool niggas. Got a small circle, you know I keep it real. Trying to sign a deal, I know I'm off a pill. And I popped a blue dolphin, now I'm off it. All this lane, you know it got me leaning. Got me falling, you know I start cheaping. And I'm rolling up an ounce, you know that I smoke it. I don't even share weed, you know that I'm toting on my shot with my niggas. I don't even trust no bitches. I don't trust none. I don't even trust the jip. Trust none, I don't even trust no niggas, I don't even trust a bitch, I don't even trust a killer, I don't even trust nobody, I don't even trust up in this world, you can't even run from a keeper, Tuli, just keep it right, on me, keep it right, on my hip, these bitches, they know they love me, I know that they love me, they know that they ride up on me, know that they want it, I know that be on dumb plane, they a savage, I know that she want it, and she wanna fuck with a real nigga, I know she on it, I don't even trust now, I don't trust nobody, I don't even trust a bitch, I know that she got Got a Tommy and I got a Uzi, you know I got a FNN. What you really wanna see, bitch? I know she got friends and I know she wanna. I can't even trust none. I don't trust nobody. I don't even trust none. Keep a small circle, just keep it right on me. I don't even keep out.
Oh man, yeah, that's uh, that's a song about dancing. Uh, who doesn't like to dance? I mean, I mean, I know <coughs> dancing can be kind of an intimidating thing to some folks. Some folks are just like, I'm a dancer and I'm like good at it and uh, I have a good time. And then there's people who are like, ah, I can't dance, man. And then there's those who are like, I can't dance, but I'm doing it anyway. And that's that's uh, I'm I'm in that category. I love to dance. It's scary, but uh, uh, I love it. Um, it's Bug House Square. It's uh, it's Mini Radio on the corner of Twenty First and Florida in the beautiful Mission, where it's always flat, sometimes sunny. It's beautiful. It's like uh, there was like a super hyper moon. I don't know what it was. It was, but it was a glorious full moon. And uh, it's the sun is up. <laughs> I don't know. The moon is there's nowhere there's no moon right now, but uh, we're we're nestled into this full moon cycle thing. So I don't know. Uh, you know we're <coughs> a good percentage water, and you know the, there's the pull of that moon. So I, I, I'm 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 behind it. I'm behind it. So yeah, we're here. We are. Uh, if you care to come by, the door's open now. Um, yeah, but don't bother unless you get uh, you got proof that you've been inoculated and uh well it doesn't even matter because you could still be thrown off shit but things are loosening up it's good it's good i i i i did i did pokes man i got two um i'm in it i'm you know uh um i'm loose man <laughs> what can i tell you it's like all right i'm i'm loose uh, i'm not like super loose but I'm loose enough. It feels pretty good. So if you have the opportunity, I mean, um, I don't know. I'll let you know if I'm growing a tail or uh, another butthole somewhere that I'll let you know. And then you can like, whoosh, that was close. I was almost going to get that vaccination. Um, let's see. So, uh, yeah, we got, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the, uh, uh, any current events, but I will grab these records and tell you what. T-Bone Burnett, man, from uh, Proof Through the Night, the 60s. I love that song. I will play it often, and uh, I'm sorry if you have a problem with it, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? Husker Du from the Flip Your Wig record. We did <coughs> um, You Keep Me, what is it? Uh, uh, keep Hanging On. That's right. Because uh, you got to keep hanging on because, you know, What's the alternative? You let go, and then it's a free fall. And, oh, man, those glorious seconds of the free fall. Uh, Sun Seals from the Live and Burning. So this is, a, this is a record that I purchased. I went to Amoeba Records um, last week. It was over-fucking-whelming, man. There, were like s there was just so much in there and so many reprints, and uh, it's hard because it's like, you know, all right, everything is... 25 30 bucks anything that you dig that's repressed is 30 bucks so it's hard i mean it's like that's it's a lot of bread um it depends i mean you know some, for some it's not but for me it is <laughs> so so i'm like delving into the uh i i spent some time in there uh, in it but i got the sun seals alive and burning because i had this record and it was one of those ones that i had that just vanished um, and it's kind of Chicago blues kind of thing. So, Sun Seals we did. Um, I, I can't hold. Did I can't. No, we did. Uh, help me, somebody. We did. 
Help me. Uh, Hank Williams, uh, if you love me half as much as I love you from the, uh, this, uh, I got a, just a big one of these uh, Hank Williams double record set. Not every song. There's one, there's one I'm looking for. It doesn't have Velvet Underground. We did um, Candy Says. That's a good one, but uh, some don't like that. I do. Pink Floyd from the Relics, uh, uh, just a single, was not on any record. We did uh, See Emily Play. Walking My Cat Named Dog, Norma Tenga, uh, just, uh, you know, this is a good record. I'm going to get deep into it, man. Um, I just don't want to say, because there's like two songs I really like. So this is one that I, because she only put out like one record. So I don't want to just like, you know, spin out on two songs I'm, I'm 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 gonna i'm gonna dig deep yeah sean you're you're one deep dude man um trot mass replica we did one off of that uh captain beefheart i don't know which one i played because i put it away and closed it up um it was one of the more intense ones uh i'm i'm still i'm still navigating through this record um i've got friends who are <laughs> who know it who know the lay of the land, but I don't. I just, I'm kind of, you know, all right, drop me off here. Iggy Pop, uh, this is another record that I got. Just because of that song, uh, I'm bored. Um, I got to see Iggy, with he backed up the Rolling Stones. It was Rolling Stones, Santana, Iggy Pop in Detroit. <laughs> and it was... Oh uh, man, poor Iggy. He just got. It was. It was. It was good. He got. You can tell that he got paid and didn't give a fuck. It was great. And uh, I'm bored is one of the songs that really, really stuck out for me. Uh, we had played something from uh, the Pixies, uh, Surferosa. We did break my body. That's a good one. Les McCann and Eddie Harris. Uh, from the the Swiss Movement record, we did it compared to what? Bauhaus, we did Kick in the Eye. Um, that's a good one. Utopia, Love, Love is the answer. And we opened up with uh, Black Sabbath, because I've got a bunch of, or a few, uh, the first three Black Sabbath records. So, uh, yeah, I'm locking those for a while. <laughs> that was The Wizard. That's a great tune, man. And that's a, what a great band. If you... That that shit was all cut pretty live, right? I mean, just listen to that. Those that was that scared people the way they they and they were just like four guys doing it, scaring people. Uh, segment we do here is called "Rise from the Basement" because it's no lie. Woo! In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, gonna rise from the basement. And what it is, it's home recordists, any style, any genre. Just has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep. So people send us, uh, uh, you know, links to their stuff. This is Michael uh, Melovich. All right, I'm gonna go back. Well, let's see, um, Michael Melovich. He's uh, from the sac toe is what the the Hepcats call it. Well, I don't know, sac toe. I like sac. <laughs> Sacramento. It's nice. If you could find some shade in there in the summer, some shade by the river, it's nice. It's nice. 
If you're stuck out in the fucking desert, eh, no good. Uh, Michael Melovich, I think, uh, per your request, the Rumble Bangers are homegrown from their latest release, How Much, also available on Spotify. Oh, okay, I hope we don't do this. This song's called Just Wonderful. If you dig it, um, let's see, I want to make sure I got everything as it should be. I got to do that switch and turn that up. This is Just Wonderful, Michael Melovich out of uh, Sacramento, California. I'm touching that. I'm hoping uh, it's not doing anything. Let's see. Hold on. All right. It's, this is a YouTube thing, so hopefully it won't come up for an advert or something. Tap to unmute. I can do that. Just wonderful. The Rumble Bangers. Rumble Bangers. 